Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. It's time for Thursday night football and fantasy football back for Week four in the NFL, Davis and I will preview that. Look at the daily fantasy side of it as well. Uh, Davis also covering a lot of baseball here on the show today. We're closing in on the end of the season. And last night, Aaron Judge did end up hitting home run number 61, tying Roger Maris, of course, for the American League record, and now one away from breaking the record. He's got about a week to do it. Yeah, got about a week left to do it. We got the reaction of his parents there. We had the Blue Jays fan who had the ball. Let it go. Very tough scene for uh, for that guy not being able to catch number 61. Uh, we, did, we did talk a little bit on the show yesterday about, uh, you know, what would happen if he didn't get to 61, the MVP race, and all of that, I think, has been, uh, has been put to bed. I think Aaron Judge is obviously going to be your American League MVP. Good for him. Uh, remains to be seen how much money he is going to get uh, this offseason. Probably one of the largest contracts uh, the professional sports has ever seen. So so good for him for betting on himself. Always love to see these athletes get paid. Yeah, no doubt. That's where we'll start with our headlines today as Judge goes deep for the 61st time this season in Toronto. As Davis mentioned, this poor guy didn't catch the ball, came very close, was very upset. I don't blame him. Chargers placed Joey Bosa on the injured reserve list. Uh, naturally, the Chargers and injuries go hand in hand the last few years. Orlando Magic canceled their second straight day of training camp due to Hurricane Ian. And naturally, uh, the devastation in Fort Myers is just uh, incredible, to say the least. I have not seen anything like this uh, since Hurricane Andrew here in the 90s. Jonathan Taylor missed the first practice of his first NFL career yesterday, but he will be good to go on Sunday. I probably should do that with a wink-wink and a nod-nod. We've had injuries to Christian McCaffrey missing practice yesterday. Jameis Winston missed practice for the New Orleans Saints, Davis, and uh, we were told that he'd be okay today. Well, not practicing yet again. And so I guess the question becomes, is this an all-time start for for Taysom Hill, who qualifies at tight end? If he starts a quarterback this week, you have a quarterback starting at tight end in fantasy football, which is a rarity to say the least, and which is why... So annoying to have that happen, right? Like, shouldn't Taysom Hill just qualify as a quarterback? Shouldn't they just shift this right now if he's going to start this week? Well, he's not going to start this week. Andy Dalton is going to start a quarterback this week if Jameis Winston is not able to go. So I actually think it it does present itself as sort of a fascinating situation in fantasy football. We've obviously talked a lot about the tight end position, how bad it is. You know, there are like four guys that you're comfortable starting every single week. You might have drafted... Albert O or Cole Komet or TJ Hawkinson, these guys have done absolutely nothing for you. So I think that it's actually kind of interesting 
So Jameis doesn't play, you know, doesn't, uh, does not make the trip over there, doesn't end up starting. Andy Dalton starts, but we all know Andy Dalton stinks, right? I mean, there's, there's really not even a reason for him to have an NFL contract at this point. So with Andy Dalton starting the game, do we see more of Taysom at quarterback? Do we see Taysom as the red zone quarterback? Are they running the Wildcat, you know, in week two? Uh, Taysom missed week three with a small injury. So week two, Taysom only played six offensive snaps, but was the Wildcat quarterback for all of those snaps, right? So not getting into the game to run decoy routes. So then with Jameis out, you have the question, do I start Taysom over Cole Komet? Do I start Taysom over Tyler Conklin? Hayden Hurst, who plays tonight, you know, so, something like that. I, I, and I don't have the answer to that question, but he is certainly an appealing start. Definitely. Uh, what do you make of this Christian McCaffrey missing practice yesterday? Naturally, everybody is piling on. I never took him in any fantasy league, and this is why. You know, that's you know the comments that you're seeing today, naturally. Uh, but, look, he could practice today, and this could be an on issue. But this is not the first, second, or third time with injuries with McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean the the far the the, the if, if anyone was wanting to take victory laps on not drafting Christian McCaffrey, they they should instead do it and say the Panthers just stink. You know they they have run the second fewest plays in the NFL. Baker Mayfield is averaging under four yards per dropback. If you take away that uh, Labisca Chenault sixty-seven yard scamper that uh, Baker I think threw about six yards in the air before it got into Chenault's hand, I'm. I mean, you know, whatever, a quad injury, like maybe he sits out a week, but my guess is he probably ends up playing and is fine. You know, what, what we're worried about with him is is the ankles and the hamstrings. So if it's not an ankle or a hamstring, I'm, uh, I'm not, too, not too worried about it. There is a little bit of poetry, though, that uh, with, with McCaffrey on the injury report with this quad injury that we finally have, you know, Jonathan Taylor missing a practice for the first time uh, in, in his career. I, I believe the stat is that Jonathan Taylor, going back to high school, has never missed a game through injury so um you know he is just kind of one of those guys big workhorse you know wisconsin running backs we're we're pretty used to it so would be uh would be quite the shake up in the fantasy world to see one or both of these guys not playing this weekend as the consensus first and second picks yeah it is uh it's crazy here we are uh, first round of fantasy football go take a look at the top 10 picks and a little bit of yikes involved in this to start the season. We're not even a month into the fantasy football season, but naturally, of course, a lot of questions have to be asked about different quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver. And so coming up next, Davis and I are going to dive into that. And then, of course, we'll get our DFS hats on for tonight. It is the Bengals and Miami Dolphins. This on paper looks like a really good matchup. The total is approaching 50. So, you know, maybe you know three, four touchdowns tonight. We'll break that. Uh, down for you as well so stay on the grid davis and i will be right back with our thursday night fantasy football preview but first a look at some other players in fantasy and what to do about them don't go away sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com hey keurig coffee drinkers need a cold coffee with a bold flavor duncan cold k-cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee brew over ice straight out of the keurig coffee maker for smooth delicious duncan taste you know and love Find your next Dunkin' Cold Coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Of course, we're going to preview tonight's Bengals-Dolphins game coming up in just a few minutes. But first, Davis, let's dive into some quarterback play in the NFL. Obviously, this affects fantasy in a very big way. You can make the case that all three players that we're going to talk about here are uh, Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers. In fact, I, I think it's probably a lock for all three. But uh, what does that mean in, in 2022? And I guess at the end, we can sort of rank these players moving forward. But um, we, we've talked a little bit about Russell Wilson. We're going to do it more now. Denver has gotten off to a really rough start. They're very fortunate, honestly, to have one win on a safety. Russell Wilson was acquired in the offseason uh, from Seattle. We thought Seattle looked like a bunch of idiots. And now don't they look like the better team in the future? I mean, they may be rough, Davis, the next couple of years. But naturally, they'll have a new head coach probably next year. And they'll draft a quarterback very high. And they may end up looking better than Denver in, in this one. Um, this happens sometimes in sports where you completely misfire. Is is it time to be patient with Russell Wilson or is it time to panic? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely time to panic. Any league where you drafted him as your only starter, I think you need to be exploring other options. Jared Goff, Marcus Mariota, maybe stashing Kenny Pickett, maybe stashing Malik Willis. Uh, on a couple of teams this week, I spent one singular fab dollar on Zach Wilson who is reportedly going to start for the Jets this weekend. The Jets have been the past heaviest team in the NFL up to this point. I, I mean, Joe Flacco has more fantasy points this year than Russell Wilson, so do with that uh, what, what you will in that circumstance. I mean, I just am not starting Russell Wilson this weekend in spots where I can help it. Uh, the Broncos have been really bad on offense uh, through three games, you know, just not really a ton of signs that uh, that we should be that optimistic about them. And the matchup this week against the Raiders, I mean, I guess, you know, theoretically this should be a get-right spot. The Raiders' defense, the pass defense has not been good. They have not had a good pass rush. We'll see. I mean, they, it, it to me, the big concern is that they're playing really slow, so the opportunity to just rack up points through volume has not been there. So Russ needs to keep that insane efficiency that he's had throughout his career. And, you know, it's hard to tell what's Hackett, what's Wilson. But a big issue is they have no tertiary contributors other than Corlton Sutton and Jerry Judy. KJ Hamler, zero receptions on the year. Albert O has not looked very good. You know, dumping the ball off to Javante Williams, that's not a real offense. I mean, just it just does not look good for the Broncos. Yeah, and going into the season, we were told that they had a million contributors on offense, and this is what was going to make Russell Wilson so good in Denver, but definitely has not been the case thus far. All right, let's go over to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. This is a little bit of a different scenario, obviously, because it just would depend on what you thought Rodgers was going to be at the beginning of the season, and so naturally hasn't put up great numbers, but you know the expectation based on where he was drafted, I think Dave is much different 
than Russell Wilson. So I guess the question is, can Rodgers deliver the promise based on the ADP this season? I say I would say yes, it's possible. But is it time to panic yet on, uh, on Aaron Rodgers? I mean, it de- just kind of depends on where you took him, isn't it? I mean, it definitely depends on where you took him. I think in general, it's just like this team has no interest in throwing the ball. Uh, they, they just look like they are pretty comfortable to win games 14 to 10. You know, uh, they, they did not score a point in the second half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are averaging like two throws deeper down the game uh, or deeper down the field, you know, over 20 yards per game. You know, it's like... And these wide receivers are so uninspiring. You know, Dobbs looked really good, and I'm super bullish on Dobbs. But, uh, you know, if I could get someone to buy on Alan Lazard's two touchdown in two games, I totally would. Uh, you know, he does not look like a, you know, a number one wide receiver to me. Sammy Watkins injures the hamstring. And, I mean, they just want to run the ball, right? They have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. They just want to run the ball. I, like, right. since you never would have said, I mean, I'd start Jared Goff over Aaron Rodgers, and I really wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah, no, I think you have to. But, you know, again, this is someone at the end of the year, if if you said, all right, he ends up 36 touchdowns, wouldn't shock me, you know. And, and, I, and I guess of the three that we're going to talk about here, I, I think that based on the average draft position, I think you could end up being okay. Now, the final one, the, the numbers may start looking good soon, but I don't think that that changes maybe this week even with Tom Brady, who has been the ageless wonder throwing for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns and winning championships, but he's older and the offensive line is not that great. And the weapons are just nowhere to be found on Tampa Bay right now. And, and I mean, gosh, they're an underdog this week at home against Kansas city too. You know, he's not going to run the ball. He's averaging about 200 yards passing per game. He only has three touchdowns. I mean, patience or panic, is it? A, is there a buy-low opportunity here? Because eventually he'll get back the full complement of receivers. But even is that enough? I, I don't know. That, I mean, I know this sounds crazy, Davis. I don't know that they are going to replace Antonio Brown. I mean, Antonio Brown was actually viable when he was playing for them. If they get – so Mike Evans will be back from suspension. I have not seen a good update on Chris Godmer or Julio Jones yet this week. But if you told me right now, Craig, you go – they're getting uh, all their offensive linemen back other than the center, uh, Jensen, who's out for the year. They get Evans back. They get Julio Jones back. They get Chris Godwin back. All of them are good to go, close to 100% as they can be in the middle of a football season here in week four. I'm starting to get interested in Tom Brady again because, I mean, look, last week they were awful for three and a half quarters. They're, they, they get down to the end, and NFL teams are so annoying. This, this really grinds my gears. I mean, they spend all game – Running Leonard Fournette behind the guard. They get no yards. They punt. It gets down to the fourth quarter. They're like, well, I guess we better try and score points now. They march down the field and get a touchdown. Zero rushing attempts, right? It's like, why? Don't, I mean, it, it, that will always drive me absolutely nuts. But, I mean, that's a good group of wide receivers. Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin yeah. with Russell Gage and Scotty Miller rotating in. Like, that's pretty good. Obviously, you would prefer Gronk to be in there instead of Cam Brate. Leonard Fournette, a pretty good pass-catching running back. Rashad White, who I think is going to start to play a little bit more uh, here. I mean, I, I would say of these three guys we just discussed, I am most likely to buy a top 10 finish from Tom Brady. Like I'm, I if, like I said, if, if he has all his guys back, he throws for 303 this weekend. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. If Aaron Rodgers has 340 yards and three touchdowns this weekend, like, uh, you know, I, I will be legit. That will be a shocking outcome to me. That would not be 
in in my range of uh, of outcomes. So Brady, which is crazy because Brady is the oldest one on this list, but I, I would buy it more than the other two. Yeah, we uh, have a couple minutes left here, um, and and then Sean's going to join us. We're going to talk a little uh, DFS tonight. Uh, we don't we don't have details here on Kyler Murray, but I guess in sixty seconds, where would you place him among these four? Yeah, I, I really would not be panicking too much on Kyler Murray because given how little he's run, I actually, this and this is going to sound like a contradictory statement, he, he's hardly run at all, and that's obviously, I mean, that's the best part of Kyler's game. Like, like compared to what he does to other quarterbacks, he is a great runner. He's actually been fine passing the ball considering that the threat of the run is not there at all. So I think if he starts to run a little bit more, they get Rondale Moore back. They get DeAndre Hopkins back. I mean, I think he could finish as the eighth highest quarterback, you know, something something like that in fantasy. I just think the big difference this year is if you did not draft Lamar, you did not draft Jalen Hurts, or you didn't draft Josh Allen, you are just having a miserable time at quarterback. I mean, it's just those three guys. Uh, the, the stat on those three guys is Lamar, Lamar has the most fantasy points through three games of any player ever in history. Jalen Hurts has the third most fantasy points of any player wow. through history ever. And Josh Allen has the ninth most fantasy points through three games of any player ever. So it's just like, I mean, you are just so behind the eight ball if you don't have those guys. Yep, no doubt. All right. Well, coming up next, it's time for us to see what the quarterbacks do tonight. Cincinnati and Miami. Joe Burrow, of course, had that magical season last year. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa is now having the magical season this year. So worlds collide tonight. We'll see who will be playing in DFS coming up next as Sean Green is going to join us and we'll go through the DFS lineup. Davis, Sean, and I will give you some picks tonight. Then we got Fantasy Reality and the Sports Grid 60. And then I'll be back with you guys later this afternoon, 2 o'clock Eastern, for another edition of Newswire. So today on the grid, we're back in just a couple of minutes. Go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime is back tonight. Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. We got Sean Green in the house tonight to review 
this game and go through some of the daily fantasy options. We're going to take a look at the DraftKings prices. So for those of you playing on DraftKings tonight, get out the app. We're going to help you out. Sean, thanks for coming back on the show. Great to see you again. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. All right, so let's dive into it. Let's start taking a look at the prices tonight. Should be a compelling game, at least on paper. Cincinnati, three-and-a-half-point favorites, total around 47-and-a-half, 48. We have Jamar Chase as the highest-priced player, 16-5. Tyreek Hill just below him. Jalen Waddell at 15. Burrow, 14-4. Tua at 14. Joe Mixon at 13-5. So this is obviously how you feel about strategy tonight in this game, Sean. And so let's go through that, and then let's uh, see if we can – Pick some players here. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, I would say one guy I'm looking to avoid, um, you know, Jalen Waddle dealing with that groin injury. And, and in general, I think this, um, you know, this Miami team, I, I think it's a tough week for them. Again, they had, you know, 90 snaps on defense. Then you're traveling up to Cincinnati on a short week. You don't get a practice at your facility. You know, two is uh, dealing with that quote unquote back injury. And he's not able to get treatment at the facility because they're, you know, they're practicing at the Cincinnati Bearcats Stadium. So I, th- I think it's going to be tough for Miami to put up points in general. Um, you know, I, I would, I guess, take a shot on uh, Tyreek there just because he is their most viable uh, fantasy option. But I, I, I'm looking to play, you know, some of the big dogs over on the Bengals because I think this Dolphins team is going to be worn out defensively. So, you know, Burrow. Uh, chase some of the if we're if we're talking chalk plays and I got some deeper shots too but um, yeah I, I'm leaning Bengals uh, as far as the high price guys yeah I mean I think that's I think that's probably the right way to go what's interesting about these these two teams from a showdown perspective is you know what normally decides a single game slate are the tertiary players for a team you know uh, Peyton Hendershot coming in and catching three passes for 30 yards for the Cowboys Reggie Gilliam scoring the fullback touchdown for the Bills. The Bengals, uh, very similar to, uh, you know, uh, Zach Taylor's mentor, the the Ravens, they don't play any secondary players. Their third wide receiver, Mike Thomas, plays about eight snaps a game. Stanley Morgan gets about one snap a game on offense where Chase or Higgins needs a breather. Samaj Pirine got priced way up for this contest because Joe Mixon was questionable. So normally you'll see the starting running back be 8, 9, 10K, depending on how good they are, and the backup running back be like 2,400. But because Mixon was questionable, Pirine is 7,400 on DraftKings for this single-game slate. So I, I just I don't really think there's any way for him to get into the optimal. Uh, and, and their tight ends don't really catch any passes either. So, I mean, look, if you have a strong read on Devin Asiasi or, or Mitchell Wilcox or someone like that, for the Bengals, that's that's a, a you know a, a strategy to try. But I I just find these slates very interesting. You know the Dolphins are the same way too. Trent Sherfield plays about sixty percent of the snaps with Tyreek and Waddle, but he's got three targets through three games. They don't give him the ball at all. So uh, I ju- I think this is an incredibly complex slate to figure out. Yeah, Sean, who, who is it that you said you had like a dart throw or two that you like tonight? Yeah, I like uh, Sherfield over on the uh, Dolphin side. He's actually the only Miami Dolphin with a red zone target in each of the three games. They've been really trying to scheme him up uh, and, and get himself near the goal line. So I do think if they do get near the goal line there, they do get in the red zone. I think he's a pretty interesting play there, at, especially at that reduced price. All right, now, uh, you know, we have you here, Sean. Let's let's go through some players that have been surprises in the early part of the fantasy season and whether or not you buy in. You know, naturally, 
Curtis Samuel has been off to a good start with Washington. Greg Dortch has been one of the bigger surprises with Arizona. Still continues to be Devin DuVernay, touchdown maker in Baltimore. Matt Collins had the great week last week. Zay Jones has been a very, very active target for Trevor Lawrence. Any of these players you're interested in season-long-wise? Yeah, you know, uh, Matt Collins, he's only rostered in 24% of the leagues. I think he's a pretty interesting pickup. Um, you know, the casual person might just say, well, Hunter Renfro's out. That's why he got that big game. But his his snap and target share was actually increasing in week two, leading into week three. I He actually won me a bunch of money in DFS. So shout out to you, Matt Collins. As an Eagles fan, I always uh, liked his liked him as a prospect. He just never seemed to find that right fit. And he seems to have legit chemistry with Derek Carr. Uh, Renfro is not practicing again because of a concussion. So, actually, I think Matt Collins is an interesting add, and I, I think he could be a legit, you know, starter in your flex spot moving forward. And this Raiders team, the, the defense doesn't seem that great. Seems like they could be passing um, from behind a lot. And if there's anyone to get some garbage PPR points and yards, I think Matt Collins is right up there. And and he looked really good, too. Like, he made some athletic plays and catches. Uh, yeah, I really like Matt Collins. I'm, I'm not as high on Matt Collins. I mean, I, I would be surprised. One, I would be surprised to see the Raiders be as pass-heavy as they've been. I mean, maybe they maybe they are this bad of a team. You know, they are 0-3 right now. There was reportedly a, uh, a long conversation between the Raiders' ownership group and Josh McDaniels after that loss to the Titans last week, so we'll see what happens there. The, the guy I'm most interested in on this list is Zay Jones. Uh, well, and Kurt, I mean, Curtis Samuel is, has been added in all of my leagues, unfortunately, he would he would definitely be the number one. He actually leads the Washington football team through three games over McLaurin and over Jahan Dotson and targets, but kind of kind of hard to add him to your rosters at this point. But Zay Jones, uh, first is he's actually played more snaps than Christian Kirk, which I think would probably surprise a lot of people. Twenty one percent target share, but really it's just a matter of I, I am buying the Trevor Lawrence stuff. I I, um, I was pretty ambivalent on the Jaguars last year mostly because I, I thought Urban Meyer was quite a bad coach. But uh, Lawrence, to me, looks every bit the part that we expected him to when he was the number one overall pick. So I just kind of want to buy on his pass catchers. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And uh, off to a great start, the Jaguars are, no doubt. Uh, well, interesting, Sean, notes with the New Orleans Saints, who, of course, are playing abroad this week. And, uh, and it remains to be seen if Jameis Winston is going to play. All of a sudden... It's, it's, after week one, Taysom Hill basically picked up in every fantasy league season long league, Sean, and qualifies at tight end in most leagues at this point. And if Taysom Hill was able to play this week, which it looks like he can, and Jameis Winston does not, uh, there definitely is some debate as to whether or not you should be starting him this week at tight end and, and maybe could even throw a touchdown pass. Who knows at that position? Yeah, it's certainly an interesting case there. I would maybe give Taysom Hill another week before I'm starting him. Uh, I think there's some interesting uh, streaming tight end options out there. But really, because I'm still a little worried about Taysom Hill's uh, rib injury. They kept him out of week three. Now you have to travel abroad with a rib injury. Uh, I think that's that's just a lot to ask. So I, I would wait and see. If, if Jameis Winston is out, I would 100% play him. But if Jameis Winston... It's looking like he's still going to get the start, at least as of right now. So I would start him if Jameis Winston is officially out, because I do think they'll go, they'll they'll kind of force uh, Taysom Hill into the lineup and make sure he gets in there. I, I do think if you drafted Taysom Hill, that's a good pickup, and I think he's a buy low candidate right now because tight end 
um, you know, the, the versatility there and the fact that they use him as a running back near the red zone. I mean, they paid this guy a lot of money. They're going to get him some work. Just this week in particular, traveling abroad with a rib injury, I'm a little skeptical. So I'd wait, though, to see if, if uh, Winston's officially in or out. I, uh, I, would also, I would also wait that. I mean, honestly, like, the tight end position is just so bad. I would maybe even think about it, even if Jameis did play. Um, little usage note, Mark Ingram got the lone goal line carry for the New Orleans Saints last week, scored, I think, a four-yard touchdown. Alvin Kamara did not get any carries inside the 10-yard line for the Saints last week. I wonder if, you know, Taysom was not active last week. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was a small ankle injury he had. So I wonder if Taysom was active. I wonder if that actually would have gone to him instead of Mark Ingram. I, I wonder if just the organizational plan is to just not use Kamara that much near the goal line and try and keep him as fresh as possible, just not have him tackled all that often. So I'm, I'm pretty in line with Sean. I just, I just kind of want to start Taysom. It's more fun that way. It's, it, yeah, it's, sure. it's a great story to beat one of your buddies playing a quarterback at tight end so and and again they paid the guy he's making a lot of money to keep on the bench so i do think they're going to figure out ways to get him in i i'm just worried because i you know again give it another day or so with the injury report and 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 see uh before you before you pull the trigger that would be my advice hey hey sean before you go anything else you're looking at this weekend any interesting notes any anything within the games or you know predictions anything along those lines uh, yeah, I mean, if we're talking plays, uh, especially for the Thursday night game, I, I kind of hinted at it when we were talking about the Thursday night DFS, but I really like the Bengals uh, laying three and a half at home here. I think their their backs are against the wall. You know, if you look at the Miami Dolphins, this is a this is just such a brutal travel spot for them. And I think this, this Bengals team is desperate. I, I don't know if they're a great team overall, but you put their backs against the wall and they're facing one and three at home in a primetime situation. I think they're going to get up for this game. So I really like the Bengals in this spot uh, on the spread there, minus three and a half. If you're looking at some of the props, uh, I do like fading Hayden Hurst on his uh, receiving yards. Again, he's dealing with the groin issue. You you, you guys uh, mentioned earlier about Wilcox. I think he's an interesting uh, dart throw just because he's been getting uh, out-snapped and uh, even out-targeted last game over Hayden Hurst, I think partially because of the groin issue. So you're looking for a dart throw uh, first touchdown. He's like 40 to one. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But I do like wow. Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals. And I do like uh, Bengals to cover the three and a half. Excellent, Sean. Thanks again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Good luck this weekend, Sean. To you, no doubt. We will take a quick time out here on the show. Time for some fantasy or reality coming up next. Davis and I will have that for you. And also the Sports Grid 60. And then 2 o'clock Eastern, we'll have the list on sports wagering or United States on Newswire. So go ahead. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold Coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Unfortunately, uh, you know, let's do social media first. Follow us on Twitter, at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest news, notes, information, picks against the spread, and, of course, all of our content we post there, at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. I kind of got ahead of myself there, Davis. Uh, Yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, but unfortunately, one of the uh, iconic 1990s hip-hop slash rap artists, Coolio, ended up passing away at the age of 59. And, uh, and he participated in some of like those rock and jock basketball games in the past. I know he was very uh, heavily involved in the NBA at one point. And I was wondering if you had any familiarity at all with Coolio's work at all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that Gangster's Paradise has got to be one of, I mean, certainly one of the top 20 most iconic rap songs of all time, right? I mean, it's it's been in a ton of movies. It was in uh, it was in a bunch of trailers for movies. Like it's just it's kind of one of those defining songs of the '90s, which was such an era for popular rap music. And uh, also the um, the the Weird Al Yankovic parody of Gangster's Paradise also was like I I, I want to say that was definitely one of his like five most popular and definitely had a big part to do with like the rise of fame of uh, Weird Al Yankovic, which is such a 90s thing, like just thinking back of the era of the 90s in the United States. But yeah, just always, always sad, only 59 years old, just always sad to hear of the passing of, of someone that culturally influential. Yeah, I definitely had the, the CD from, uh, from Coolio's first uh, album, No Doubt, uh, for sure. And uh, rest in peace, Coolio, No Doubt. Wanted to just bring that up uh, today here on the show. All right, time for some fantasy or reality. All right, Davis, it's another NBA season and another NBA season of trying to figure out if Zion Williamson is going to play in the NBA this year, of course. Uh, all reports seem to be positive, reporting the training camp on time, reporting the training camp in shape for the most part. But let's be honest, this dude has not played very competitively for a couple of years now. Fantasy reality, Zion will play more than 50 games this NBA season. Uh, so this one is, it's kind of hard to answer. My, my instinct is reality uh, because according to reports, he probably could have played at the end of last year, but they just sort of figured like, you know what? Let's just get you as healthy as possible. Let's work on your conditioning before we get you back in there. But also my guess would be he is probably not, at least to start the year, going to play on back-to-backs. They're definitely going to rest him in some spots. 50 might be, um, you know, obviously there's 82-game season. 50 might be a really strong line. I, I do just want this on the record. I want, it to, uh, I want this to be clipped. I am in on Zion Williamson as a player this season. I think he is going to be phenomenal. I mean... Zion, when we first saw him, 
was in awful shape, was was like not conditioned, was not ready, and came out and averaged 26 points per game. And the Pelicans were good, and it looked like there was absolutely nothing that anyone could do with him. You know, he's just too big, too strong. And I mean, you know, a lot of guys his size with his physical gifts would not be like as talented. You know, it's like it's like people say this about Giannis all the time, right? They're like, you know, the touch isn't there, he can't shoot, the free throws, like. You don't have any of that stuff with Zion. He is incredibly skilled at uh, at his size. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I, I will say fantasy because, one, he's going to rest on back-to-backs, and I, I, they're just not going to put too much uh, work on him until the playoffs. So I got I got fantasy here. Yeah, I have fantasy as well. Uh, relatively easy here for me. And, and he may bounce back. I'm not sure. I'm always worried about foot and leg injuries with guys, and especially a guy like this who notoriously has not been in the best of shape. But, look, reports are good right now on him. Uh, I would tell you that having dealt and being a reporter around teams, reports are usually pretty good coming out of teams' practices very early on. So I'm going to take all of this with a grain of salt. But Davis is right. If they have any hopes for the playoffs, then uh, I, I don't know that you can play this guy 50 games. I think you got to slow that down and make sure that he's available for that. So I say somewhere in the 40-game range is fair once every other day. And, uh, and a lot of rest for Zion this season. So I have fantasy, too. I have under 50 games. I don't even know if he'll make it through the entire season, and certainly I'm not going to bet on that. All right, the New York Jets this weekend, they made the call. They're going back to Zach, Zach Wilson, who started for them last year and, of course, got hurt in the preseason, did not have an opportunity to start the first three games of the year. Game one and game three, Joe Flacco started. He looked like Joe Flacco. Game two, Joe Flacco started. He looked like Joe Namath. Which one is it? fantasy or reality the Jets should start Joe Flacco over Zach Wilson in week four yeah well again I mean one of the easiest realities we've ever had the Jets are not winning the division they are not making the playoffs so what is the point I mean literally what would be the point of playing Joe Flacco like they have not played very competitive football with him they did happen to beat the Browns in like uh you know they had one percent win expectancy just total meltdown by the Browns in that spot to let the Jets come back and win that game. But, let, you know, let's say we only get, like, four or five games of Wilson starting this year. How does that make the Jets next season any easier? Because then they're having to decide, well, do we bring in Andy Dalton? Do we bring in Mitch Trubisky? Do we do the Flacco thing again? Do we sign another wide receiver? Do we pay money for a tight end? Do we draft a left tackle? Or do we draft a quarterback, right? What do we do? The number one important thing as an organization for the Jets to figure out this season is – is Robert Sala a good head coach that we want to retain? And is Zach Wilson a good starting quarterback that we think we can win a championship with? Are we going to give him his second contract? Are we going to pick up his fifth-year option? And you don't get any closer to knowing those things without getting Zach Wilson on the football field and, and having him play against other NFL teams. So I, I think this is a, a clear fantasy. they gotta, they got to start Zach Wilson. Yeah, of course this is a fantasy. Zach Wilson, you have to know what you got here. And, and look at Miami. They went back and forth with Tua last season with that whole nonsense and the possibility of Deshaun Watson. I mean, they're very fortunate that Tua held strong mentally and as good as he is based on what happened last year, too. You can't play this game at all with Zach Wilson. you got to find out who he is. You devoted a top five pick to him in the NFL draft. He's got to start now. He's got to start for the rest of the year. Joe Flacco should not sniff the field unless there is an injury. So I have fantasy as well. All right, today, Davis, it is uh, National Coffee Day, and a lot of the different donut shops are, of course, celebrating this. Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme, and many others. Fantasy or reality, Davis, I don't know if you're a late coffee drinker. We're going to find out. You will go for a free coffee on National Coffee Day. 
You know what? I am uh, I am not a late coffee drinker. I am such an old man these days. I got to, you know, so so uh, a, little, a little bit of inside baseball here. We do our show. We, I, I log on. I'm, I'm all checked out. Everything, 9.30 a.m. Central Time. I always have a cup of coffee next to me. I will, you know, kind of drink it intravenously or, uh, or, or on intermission, you know, throughout the course of the show when we go to our breaks. Generally speaking, I got a little bit of an iced coffee left when we get done. And I got to have a real long day to go for another cup of coffee after that. Like, I, it's like I, I'll, I'll be working eight or nine more hours if I'm going for another cup of coffee. But generally speaking, I like to cut it off when you and I get off of the air. I didn't know it was National Coffee Day. I wish I kind of would have known this morning than I would have uh, than I would have headed out to do that a little bit earlier. But I got, uh, I got fantasy here. I'm not going to get my free coffee for National Coffee Day. Yeah, I have fantasy too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm an early coffee person as well. And so no doubt this is not really going to be in my wheelhouse. Um, yeah, but you know what? It's like very tempting though to think that I could just go get one and, and maybe have one later, Davis. I don't know. I, I, I know that I, I think that most people probably don't even know that this exists today. And they're probably very pleasantly surprised when they get to the drive through. Uh, do you think that the coffee places just generally will give the coffee even if they don't know and you order it i wonder if that would happen uh like no way right like you definitely have to go there with like some specific coupon code and figure it out my guess would be if i went and uh uh you know got on my starbucks app or whatever there would be like a specific promotion like uh if you do this on mobile order then you get it and and probably a lot of them have it where like you have to make an additional purchase you can't just show up and be like Yes, I would like one free large coffee, please, right? And also, that's the other right. interesting element of this is it's only a black coffee. You're not going to go get your, uh, you know, your matcha latte. You're not going to get your mocha frappuccino. None of these things are free. You're getting a, a cup of hot black coffee, and that's all you can get. And I, this, I actually don't know this about you. Do you drink hot coffee or iced coffee? Which which one are you? Uh, I used to be iced my whole life, and then 10 years ago, I switched to hot, and that was it. And, and crazy down here in Florida, too, uh, sipping hot coffee. But, yeah, one cup in the morning, and that's it. My wife is usually a two-cupper, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. But I'm a one-cupper in the morning, and that's it, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm always cold. I, it's, it's, uh, I'm always cold. Like, when I go get a coffee, like, uh, I, I, I think I talked about this on the show. I'm, I'm off yeah. of Starbucks. I, I, I swore off of Starbucks because of their union busting. So I've been uh, like on Saturday mornings, what I do now is I just try like a different local coffee shop. Like every single Saturday, I just go to a different place. But it's always, always like an iced something or other, right? Iced honey latte. Iced, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm also, this is, uh, this is so funny. Like I'm a big, we, we talked about this last week. I'm big on the pumpkin spice. Like I know we all love to make fun of it. We all love to laugh. It's so good, man. Like the reason why it's so popular is because it is so good. It's not one of those cultural phenomenons where you can't see the redeeming value. Like it is actually very good. Yeah, no doubt. And so, uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting that they have like a holiday for everything. Like every day is a new national something day, and it's hard to keep, you know, sort of tabs on on all these things, you know, going on for sure. Uh, all right, so uh, tonight we have the Thursday game between the Bengals and uh, Dolphins. Davis and I'll be back here tomorrow, of course, previewing. The rest of the games as well. We'll take a look at the DFS late, of course, on Friday. Uh, but naturally, what are some of the things, Davis, this weekend that we should be keeping an eye on here as far as injuries are concerned? Naturally, I'm following my team to see who's going to be playing and who isn't. But 
what are some of the things that you are waiting for here to find out before we get to Friday? I mean, we do have like probably the biggest injury conversation of the week is what is going to happen with David Montgomery and that backfield for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Khalil Herbert looks so good last week. We don't really know. I mean, it, it is kind of one of those spots where I think uh, Montgomery might feel Khalil Herbert's breath on his neck a little bit and maybe had uh, Khalil Herbert gone out in that game against the Texans and not looked very good, fumbled, you know, didn't score, you know, whatever, like had average 2.3 yards per carry. Maybe Montgomery goes. You know what? My, you know, I'm not feeling great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a week. You know, is that cool? Like, I just, you know, I'm not really feeling up to it. But I think he probably looks at that performance and goes, you know what? This is a new coaching staff, right? They, they didn't draft me. They didn't sign me to a contract. They need to have a reason to want to play me instead of Khalil Herbert. So I gotta, I gotta suit up that week. I think that's probably one of the biggest ones. And then, kind of an under the radar one. We talked about Tom Brady earlier Wednesday. Julio Jones and Chris Godwin were there, suited up at practice. Uh, I mean, that that if they're getting Mike Evans back from suspension this week, that is a huge deal for the Buccaneers. Yeah, and uh, it looks like the Bucs will play the Chiefs as scheduled Sunday night in Tampa. That decision will be made later today. If not, uh, it does look like the game inevitably will be played in Tampa, whether that's Sunday night or Monday night. That's still unclear. If they just switch it to Monday night, I don't know that anybody would have beef with it, but as far as the uh, the hurricane, yes, definitely uh, all of West Florida got hit. But Tampa, that area in particular, while it was predicted to go there, went a little bit south to uh, Fort Myers and Naples. That was really, unfortunately, the spot that got hit the worst. All right, we'll come back and wrap it up next. So stay on the grid as Davis and I will continue on here on this Thursday. We will have the Sports Grid 60 up next for you here on Fantasy Sports Today after these messages don't go away. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com hey keurig coffee drinkers need a cold coffee with a bold flavor duncan cold k-cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee brew over ice straight out of the keurig coffee maker for smooth delicious duncan taste you know and love Find your next Dunkin' Cold Coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. Craig Mish and Davis Maddock. Of course, you can follow us along at SportsGrid and watch us later today live again for our Newswire show. The early line is coming up next. So before we kick it over to them, let's kick it over to Davis for the SportsGrid 60.
So I took a look at the MVP futures market this morning with our friends over at uh, at FanDuel, and it really is insane after only three weeks of the season. It's really hard to see anyone winning MVP but Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, or Patrick Mahomes. I would say if you feel extremely confident that Tom Brady's really going to turn it on with his wide receivers back, if you think same deal for Aaron Rodgers, you know, any any really any quarterback – Justin Herbert, maybe he's listed at 15 to one. So much of the win equity in that market has been taken by those four guys. They're all listed at seven to one or shallower. Probably a a truly generational betting opportunity, right? Brady, I mean, it's listed at 30 to one on Fandle. Let's say he has 450 yards and three touchdowns this week against the Chiefs. Situations changed. No doubt. Uh, I got to end the show with my prayers to everybody on the West Coast of Florida, especially those people in Fort Myers and Naples. It was really hard for me to do anything except for just check social media and watch television to see what was going on. Uh, Of course, living here in Florida and being like two hours away from all this happening was sort of incredible to think that we really didn't even get anything where I lived in in South Florida. And these people uh, who had their lives change and their homes and everything like that, uh, just absolute shame and, and certainly hope for the best for them still without power right now on the west coast of florida that'll do it for the show uh hope you guys are okay no doubt if you watch this thing and uh and certainly hope you get better soon tough situation no doubt um thanks again to our friends at ltn thanks to sean for coming on the show uh thanks to our graphics department our producer brett levy my host davis maddick i'll be back at two for newswire Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 